Let's bless him. Let's thank him. Let's thank him. Lift your voice and let's thank him. Let's honor him. Let's glorify him. Let's give him thanks. He's worthy of our praise. He died and he was raised on the third day. Let's thank God. Let's bless him. Let's thank him. Let's give him praise. Let's bless him. Let's thank him. Let's give him glory. Let's appreciate him. He's worthy of our praise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's sing this song, Yeshua Amashiach. Lion of Judah. He has conquered the death, hell, and the grave. We want to give him thanks. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeshua, Amashiach, Lion of Judah, Akunichemba. Yeshua, Amashiach, Lion of Judah, Agunichemba. Yeshua, Yeshua, Amashiach, Lion of Judah, Agunichemba. Yeshua.
Good to see you. Nice to see you in the house. Glory to God. Glory to God. Last year, by this time, we couldn't stand next to each other. But thank God. Are you giving God praise? Are you giving God praise? Are you giving God praise? Are you giving Him praise? Are you giving Him praise? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you ready to do one song of praise? Celebrate, Jesus, celebrate. Celebrate, Jesus, celebrate. Are we ready? All right. Come on, put your hands together.
substitute for us. And thank you that we are who we are because of his death, his burial, his resurrection, and ascension in the name of Jesus. For this we say thank you. We say thank you. What say? Thank you. Give him praise. Give him glory. Give him praise. Give him glory. Don't take it for granted. Give him praise. We say thank you. Amen. Now we pray that you give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you for us to understand the magnitude of this day. That when we live here, we shall walk with this revelation and see the power of his resurrection at work in our lives. And in every area of our life. We see everything that is dead that must come alive. We see it come alive today. Our marriages are coming alive. Our families are coming alive. Our businesses are coming alive. Our spiritual lives are coming alive. Our financial lives are coming alive. Our relationships are coming alive. Our health are coming alive. Every aspect of our being are coming alive. Thank you that by your word this will happen in our lives. In the name of Jesus, everybody scream, I shall rise again. Say, I shall rise again. My business will rise again. My family shall rise again. My health will rise again. My finances will rise again. My ministry will rise again. My church will rise again. My children will rise again. The dry bones will rise again. Come on, scream and shout and glorify Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Today's subject is I shall rise again. It doesn't matter what situation you find yourself in. This day makes your rising again. In your academics, in your career, in your profession, in everything, makes it possible. Shout a big amen. Amen. Please be seated. God bless you for coming.
everyone in the house, happy Easter, happy Resurrection Sunday. And everyone watching online in the UK and across the nations, we wish you all a happy Resurrection Sunday. Am I hearing an amen? Ask your neighbor, neighbor, what did you come to church for today? Amen. There must be a reason why we do everything that we do. Your reason for doing what to do determines what to take. Determines what you take from the place or what you get from the place. I came to be empowered. I came to receive knowledge. I came to receive wisdom. I came to receive understanding so I can do more for God and become more of a value adder and to transform many other people's lives. I believe you have the same mandate and purpose to be serviced to service others. Look at your neighbor and say, this is a service station. Tell them, welcome to the house of Judah fuel station. Tell them, welcome to the house of Judah service station. We are about to be serviced. We have serviced God through worship. He is about to service us, to serve others. Shout amen. All right, take your Bibles, take your notes or your phones or your iPads, and let's roll. I shall rise again is the theme for this service. I shall rise again. It's not just a slogan. It's real. You and I shall rise again. You know, Jesus is the only person who... When he was alive, he said to them, I'm going to be killed and I will rise again on the third day among all other prophets before him and after him. He's the only one who said, they're going to lay my body down, but I'm, it's going to be raised again. One of the Reasons, one of the things that makes uh, Christianity separate from other so-called religion is he's the only prophet who died and was raised. All other prophets are still in their graves. Their bodies have become bones and turned to dust. We all came from dust. Jesus said, in Psalm 16, verse 10, it was prophesied. And the fulfillment came in Matthew 28, 2 to 7. Let's go to Psalm 16, verse 10. Psalm 16, verse 10. What separates other prophets from Jesus, the one whom we serve, is that he's the only one who, when you go to his grave, you will not find his body there. He said, thou wilt not leave my soul in hell. Neither wilt thou suffer thine holy one to see corruption. You know, when everybody who dies, the body sees corruption eventually. But this was prophesied in the south. The Messianic south, talking about Jesus well in advance. He says, thou wilt not. He was saying, was speaking through David and declaring, thou wilt not leave my soul. That's Jesus speaking through the psalmist David. Neither will you suffer thine holy one, that is Jesus, to see corruption. 
His body is not dead in the grave to seek corruption like all other dead bodies. That's the difference between him and other prophets. Then when you go to Matthew chapter, Matthew 28, Matthew 28, 2 to 7, you see the fulfillment there. So we have, you know, I've said it before years ago, every human being who dies lives a will, a well, hopefully. Those who live wills. I hope you've all written your wills. That's part of next month's subject on financial freedom. I hope you've all, you've all written a will. All those who have written a will, lift up your hand. Writing a will, black people, writing a will doesn't mean dying tomorrow. Writing a will means planning for your future and, do, and your family. I wrote a will when I was 30. My will, our will when I was 35. I didn't have much there. All you need to write a will is nothing. In anticipation of plenty. To be left to those who come after you. In this country, what is that word? Testator? Intestate. Is it intestate? If you die and you don't leave a will, the nation distributes your assets for free. By their own discretion. So your family is left destitute. You don't need to wait to have too much to write a will. And you don't need to have too much to have life insurance. Five pounds a month or ten pounds a month or whatever. Based on your circumstances and your age. But write a will. Your will and leave it in a, leave, leave it in a trust. Ensures that when you pass away, whenever you pass, your inheritance is distributed according to your purpose and your will, with your mind intact. Jesus left us a will. The will is a book in your hand. The word Old Testament and New Testament mean old will and new will. If your father, God, and we are in the family man, fathers are supposed to protect their children, preserve their children, leave a good inheritance for their fathers are supposed to plan for their family. And if there's no father figure in the house, then the mother, you are both father and mother. You're supposed to take care of all these things. Life insurance, car insurance, all the insurances, Benetton, health insurance. So when something happens to you and Mayday cannot take care of it, public health cannot take care of it. You have private insurance to take care of certain things, and then the, the, the appointment can come early. Waiting for NHS could lead to, amen. Am I speaking? So tell your neighbor, write a will. Have life insurance. Old Testament means old will. New Testament means new will. God wrote a will for us. Jesus wrote a will. New Testament is his will, his intentions and his will about how to distribute inheritance to us. He left that will. And all this was made possible through his death, burial, resurrection, He's the only one who died and got up to supervise the will he left for us. When our biological parents die, they have to appoint an executor, an attorney, or a trust to carry out our will and intentions in our right mind before we die. Jesus died, wrote the will, and got up to ensure in case somebody wants to change their mind about what he intended for us to walk in, 
He says, I'm, I died and I'm alive to supervise the intentions that I left in the New Testament for my people. No other prophet in any other religion can say that. They are dead, dead, properly. But Jesus got that. That's what makes this day special. And that's why believers need to have that understanding. He is still here to ensure our healing, our deliverance, our prosperity, our favor, our families, our businesses, everything succeeds. He's here through his word which we believe and stand on and behave and act on. We become everything he promised us. That's why when the COVID started, I kept telling two years. You know, the Bible says, listen to this. When a prophet speaks and what he says doesn't come to pass, categorically the Bible says, don't be afraid of him. Because what he says doesn't come to pass. So you don't say, use the word, don't be afraid of a prophet who says something and doesn't come to pass. But when he says it and it comes to pass, you better be afraid of him. I said at the beginning of the COVID, COVID cannot enter this church. Because there are things I can say that, don't say what I say until you know what I know. That's why we teach you the things we teach you. So you will know what we know to say what we say. I knew COVID cannot come here. And I knew COVID cannot enter my body. Many tests from Genesis 1 to Revelation, whatever test I do, COVID can't share my body with me because resurrection power lives in my body, literally. I'm the kind of pastor who I'm preaching. I like people, so I like to walk in between people, go down, lift up, you know. But when COVID came, they said we should stay in one place. Difficult to do, but you discipline yourself, you try. But when I went to Ghana, there was no such thing. I was everywhere. None caught COVID from my speaking, I mean my speaking, and I didn't catch any either. Because of what I know, and the communion I take, and the word I eat, the word shall be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. The word is what created the earth. The word is the word we saw last week, Proverbs 4. The word is medicine. Before vaccine, the word of God is medicine. And his power is at work in us. Every believer, he said in Philippians 3.10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Listen, when you got born again, the Holy Ghost came to live inside you. That same power, listen, that same power that raised, look for that scripture for me, it's down there somewhere, I don't want to lose there. That same power that raised, you know, do you know who raised Jesus from the dead? The power of God, the Holy Spirit. And he said, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside you. That same power. The power that went to the grave and took Jesus out. That same power on this resurrection day. That same power lives in you. That's why the theme is, I shall rise again. Your business will rise again. Your health will spring again. Your relationship will spring again. Are you hearing what I'm saying? That same power that took Jesus out of the grave. That, ever say that same power. Look at your neighbor with an attitude and say, that same power lives inside you. As a born again Christian, the same power that went to the grave 
and took Jesus out, that same power lives on your inside through the power of his resurrection. Clap your hands, somebody in the house. Understanding, understanding, understanding. Saying that doesn't mean I'll live, you live carelessly, and if you have to wear a mask, you don't wear a mask. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying whatever you need to do to observe protocol. At the end of the day, even the nations have, have, have canceled the protocol. They've discovered that science is limited, but God is unlimited. All the vaccines you need to take, if you have to take it, take it. We have three. Now, America, over 50, they are talking about boosters, fourth booster. So my friend Moses went to take his fourth booster. If you have to take the vaccines, take it as, as a backup, a preventive measure. But your faith should not be in the vaccine. Before the vaccine, your faith should be in God. And serving him is what preserves you from all diseases. Put the, scripture, put the picture on the screen. When Jesus died, was buried and was raised from the dead. When Jesus died, he was, before he died, they whipped him. He received 39 stripes at his back. We took care of all. They are scientifically, it's been proven that they are 39 major, everybody say major, 39 major diseases on the planet, 39 major, not minor, 39 major diseases on the planet. So, certain things are minor. Flu, flu is minor. AIDS could be semi-major. Cancer, prostate cancer, lung cancer, uh, breast cancer, all the cancers could be major. But they are minors, like flu, like headache, minor. Now, he took care of the 39 major. So, the minor diseases are taken care of by the blood and by his death, burial, and resurrection. So, when it attacks your body, you refuse it and do what you have to do in the natural until your faith comes to a place where you, it gets, your body becomes immune to certain things. Now, look at the major diseases. The 39 stripes that he received took care of 39 major the 39 stripes took care of 39 major diseases, which by his resurrection, he got up to, enf to enforce it. Headache, blindness, by his stripes we are healed. When you hear, when you could ask, by his stripes we are healed. By his stripes we are healed. By his stripes, his stripes took care of your permanent healing of headaches, blindness, mental disorders, bone disease, common cold, blood issues, stroke, scoliosis, diseases, bacteria, pain, obesity, guilt, cancer, skin issues, aneurysm, aneurysm, deaf ears, dental, depression, tumors, lupus, heart issues, pneumonia, addictions, Broken bones, fiber, my, my, what is it? Fiber, you see it there. That one, that one, that one. It's a sickness. Yes, you need, you need revelation to pronounce it. It's fine. 
Viruses. <laughs> Viruses. Shame. Plagues. Plagues is epidemic, pandemic, endemic. Jesus stripes took care, himself took, took our infirmities, bore it on the cross. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement or the punishment that brought him pain, so we don't suffer pain, was upon him. And by his stripes, we were, pastors, were healed. So if we were healed, what is COVID doing trying to enter me? And other sicknesses, meningitis, speak the word always over your life and over your children. That doesn't prevent the devil from attacking you with the spirit of death, spirit of cancer, whatever foul, negative, foul sickness. By you knowing this, then you fight back with the word of God. It's understanding coming. I said it's understanding coming. You see, when you understand this, then any sickness that attacks your body or plagues or whatever, you use the word and then this thing about the power. You know, that's why after 30 years of being in ministry, Paul said in Philippians 3, 10, that I mean, listen to who you must know to be able to secu- be secure and know that some of these things can be warded off your life. And when they come, you attack it. Pain in your body, pain in your head, migraine, or asthma, uh, diabetes, uh, high blood pressure. Now, caviar. By his stripes we are healed. All these things are true. But if you are drinking Coke every day, like Bishop, the past two days, he needed he says his excuse. I'm talking about a bishop. His excuse was he needed sugar in his body. Instead of insulin. So he doesn't get there. So he drank two coke. He didn't tell his wife. He hid it in his pocket. A whole bishop hiding coke in his pocket. Anyway, let's carry on. It's all covered by the blood. Anyway. Amen. Certain things that you need to do in the natural, don't say because by his stripes you are healed, you don't do it. So balance the things. If you need to go to hospital, go to hospital. If you need to take your medicine, your medication, take your medicine alongside building your faith. Alongside exercising your faith. Balance diet. Balance diet. Balance diet. Eh? I like the Domedo from Gokos. Oh, today. Amen. Balanced diet. You know, lately, I've been fighting with my wife invisibly without her knowing. Because she's been trying to give me food in portions. Yesterday, I was going to, this week, I was going to have some breakfast. He said, you can't eat uh, fried eggs, sausage, eggs, baked beans, you know, every single day. Today, I've prepared my mouth today for, for double portion. And she came and said, today, only baking. Oh, when your mouth has been prepared, looking forward to two dimensions, and you are given only one dimension, and because you want to protest, but 
behind your mind, you know, is for your health. So it's either you eat it quietly, and when she goes upstairs, you go and fry some, or you just stick to it to lunchtime. Now, I'm confessing my sin. <laughs> you can confess your own to Jesus. So balance diet, despite everything we are teaching. Let, let there be that balance. Is that all right? Are you understanding? That's why next month, the whole of next month, every Sunday I'll be teaching you on uh, finances. Not tithes and offerings. Budgeting. Financial management. Savings. Investments. Real estate. Um, different aspects about finances. Savings. Living within your means. Practical things about finances. So that when the wealth transfer that is coming, God can trust you to bring it to you. Knowing that it's your, it's man, you don't grow big to manage well. You manage well to grow big. When you manage what you have, your financial resources, your family, everything, you manage it well now, then God can entrust you to bring you more. Your management of a little is what qualifies you for much. If you are not handling your finances well now, God cannot trust you with more. In the well, clap your hand if, if you want to. You can clap. Management of a little is what results in entrustment with much. And you need to understand also that the world, in the world out there, you acquire wealth. Wealth is an acquisition. Wealth is acquired. But in this kingdom, wealth is entrusted. In the world, you acquire. You go after wealth. But in this kingdom, God looks at your faithfulness at your level now. Are you faithful with money now? Faithful with savings now? Faithful with resources now? Faithful on another man's job? There's no way you can get your own business and your business succeed if you are not faithful where you are working now. God looks at your present faithfulness with resources, with humans, with relationships, with church, with different things before he gives you more. Because he doesn't like wastage. So he will have to use something when you're already wasting what you have. That's why he said to the people after he fed the 5,000, gather the fragments, gather the fragments, gather the fragments. So that is a teach, that's the to whet your appetite for the whole of next month. Are you ready for that? Okay, so, for today, that I may know him, and the pop, listen to what he said, that I may know him first, know him first. Then, before the power of his resurrection, your knowing him comes before the power. So, focus on knowing him, spending time with him, knowing him, get into the way, get into prayer, get into service, Get into church attendance. Get into all the things you must do. Amen. Get into all that. Get, get, take a copy of this if you have forgotten where yours is. Remind yourself of everything on there. And get into these things. Then you can see this is the reason for the power that he gives you. He keeps you fit, sickness free because of this that you are doing. He keeps you fit so you can serve him. You can do these things. So know him. And you will see the power. Know him and you will see the power. Know him. Spend time knowing him. And you will see the power in every area of your life. Understanding coming. Is understanding coming. Tell your neighbor, are you hearing the bishop? He said you must know him. And the power of his resurrection. So spend time knowing him. Bible said Daniel 11.32. He said them that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. The next person who will be doing exploits is you. The next person who will be doing exploits is you. 
scream the next person who will be doing exploits is me. Tell your neighbor you will not be recognizing me after this service. Amen. Now, in Ezekiel chapter 37, we're giving you an example of the power of his resurrection. In Ezekiel chapter 37, God took Ezekiel to a valley full of dry bones, dry business, dry health, dry body, dry hair. Dry everything. If you are experiencing dryness in certain areas of your life, I went to the barber the other day, and uh, uh, I used to have a lot of hair. And then he put, you know when they fit barbering you, they put the mirror for you to see whether you're okay with your back. And uh, when he showed, amen, let's carry on. When he showed my back, I was wondering, what's going on there? This is not the man. Anyway, dry bones, including hair, can come alive. Your clapping must come. I'm, I'm trying to let you understand. You know, God said, even the number of hair on your... I want you to apply this theme to every area of your life. Finances, relationship, you know, the way you used to look into your wife's eyes or your husband's eyes, and it's no longer like that. You just can't stand each other. You, this message is for you. I shall rise again, including includes the way you have been looking at each other. It's not just spiritual. He says, he took him to the valley of dry bones. And the bones were very dry. Ezekiel 37. Take time to read that whole chapter. And listen to what God said to Ezekiel today. He said, prophesy, speak to the dry bones. And command them to come alive. And he said, I spoke as I was commanded. And bones came to bones. Tissues to tissues. Sinews to sinews. And the bones gathered together an exceeding great army. Your prophesying, I shall rise again, will result in dry bones coming alive in your life. Your amen must come quickly. Prophesy to yourself. Prophesy to yourself. Prophesy to your finances. Prophesy to your business. Especially in this climate where everything has gone up except our salary. Am I alone or... We are in this together. Well, some of you have received bonuses during this. The Lord, thank, the Lord bless you and remember us. But every one of us, salaries have gone, are the same or have gone down, but everything else is increasing in price. You spend 200 pounds in Costco. Next time you go, it's 300. It's like Ghana. Ghana, you go there and you are buying some. Today is two cities. Tomorrow is four. It's like where we came from has come here. So, the, the only thing that can help us is the scriptures. And serving God. For him to pay us. The resurrection is the only thing that can work. Supernatural supply. That's why I said that I may know him. I may spend time to know him. And then the power of his resurrection fellowship of his suffering. Ezekiel prophesied that dry bones came alive. I see every dry bone in your life come alive on this resurrection Sunday. Let your amen come as if it is your voice you are using to say the amen. Matthew 27 50 to 54. Jesus listen. What does resurrection power carry? Jesus when he had cried again with a loud voice yielded up the ghost that means he died. And behold, now listen, lift up your head. Before Jesus um, came, 
Anytime the children of Israel needed to talk to God or hear from God, they had to go through the priest. So there's a place called the Holy of Holies. There's the outer court and then where the congregation is. So let's say you want to hear from God. You have to come through me. Then I'll give peace offerings and various kinds of offerings in the Bible. So your sin offerings, your slapping your wife offerings, your slapping your husband offerings, your, 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 your swearing offering, gossip offering, and then I'll present it to God. Now, when Jesus came, one of the benefits of the resurrection is that instead of you going through a priest to talk to God, Matthew 27, 50 to 54 says, And when he had cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost, behold, the veil, there used to be a veil between the congregation and the man of God in the Holy of Holies where he's praying to God for you. When Jesus gave up the ghost, good news, the veil of the temple was rent or torn into two from top to bottom, and the earth did quake and the rocks did rent, and the graves were opened. When Jesus died, the veil that separated the Holy of Holies from the people was torn into to give you and I access to God directly. You're clapping. You're clapping. So you don't have to go and see a man of God all the time. Once in a while, for him to pray with you, agree with you, counsel you, whatever. Their position to be teaching you, that's what that is permanent and everything. But you don't you no longer need to go and see a man of God or any man of God all the time. Anything you want to do, you have to go and consult them for them to talk to God. For you. No, this resurrection gave us access to talk to God directly. That's one of the benefits of the resurrection. And he said, The graves were open. Charlie, your graves are open. I said, When he died, the graves were open. And says many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of their graves after his resurrection and went into the holy city and appeared unto many. That's why I said he's the only person who, when he died, got up and showed himself to people. Clap your hands. So, the resurrection of Jesus is the fundamental difference between Christianity and other religions. No one is superior over the other. Yes, that we know our stuff. You, you know yourself and handle yourself that way without saying I'm superior. Everyone will know by your results that you are superior. Like, you understand what I'm saying? You know, like a husband doesn't go around in his house and say, I'm the man of the house. I'm the man of the house. I'm the man of the house. Yesterday, um, between my brother, my blood brother and I, some of you watched the program. Some of you were on, uh, uh, at the Brighton Beach on holiday, so you couldn't come. Glory to God. You have well rested. Today, watch it. So you are, you, are, you are not even forgiven. It's not a sin. Just go and watch it. We came to the conclusion. We, we're talking about this, the resurrection of Jesus, the fundamental difference between Christianity and uh, other religions. That's the difference. The resurrection is the difference. That's why Jesus said to Mary and Martha, uh, Jesus said, I am the resurrection. And the, now, watch this. This thing is, it, it, needs, it needs time. Listen, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. What's the opposite of life? How many of you have given your life to Jesus? How many of you have Jesus living in you? He said, I am 
the resurrection, the ability to raise things and people from the grave and death. I am the resurrection and the life. So, if Jesus lives on your inside and he is the resurrection and the life, what is in you to raise anything in you that shouldn't be there? That's why he said COVID cannot get there. Meningitis, cancer, all those things will attempt. But inside me, he said, I am the resurrection. <laughs> Mary and Martha came to Jesus when Lazarus died. They said, if you had been here, our brother would not have died. That's where this statement He said, hey, I am the resurrection and the life. What you need to get your brother to wake up from the grave, from death, grave, and, the, and hell, I am the person. And that person is the one we profess to know and profess to have given our lives to. He is inside you. You are a mobile carrier of his resurrection power. Sickness shows up in your body. You start speaking to your body. Hey, he lives in me. He cannot share you with him. Get out. You keep saying, so you see. So when the devil has been in a particular place, he's so comfortable, he doesn't want to go. So you're saying it once, it's not enough. That back pain that Bishop said we should confess, I confessed last week, he said the word of God is medicine, I confess it. The whole week, he hasn't gone, you know. What are they going to say again today? You, you keep saying, ah, so you see. God said, and he saw. God said, and he saw. You have to keep saying to see. You have to keep saying. See, so you and me, who are we are we not to say to see. He, even he has to say to see. He has to say to see. He has to keep saying to see. You said once and you have stopped. All of us keep saying, including pastor. In this climate, I've been saying things because I need to say things. He brought my bill. British gas and, uh, uh, and what? British gas and electricity. I won't tell you the figure. Started speaking in tongues. That's the only thing I could speak. I can't call you. I need the power of his resurrection in my bills. Everything is gone down. Everything is gone up except what we are getting. So we need some supernatural intervention. Only his resurrection, only the power of his resurrection in his word and in him who lives in us can change that situation. Even in our businesses. So Jesus said, I am the resurrection and life. If you believe in me, though you were dead, your body dead, cancer, whatever, business dead, ministry dead, whatever dead, though you were dead, yet shall ye live. And the Bible says, because he lives, we shall live also. Everybody say, because he lives, we shall live also. You remember that song we used to sing when we got saved? Because he lives. I can face tomorrow because Christ lives. All fear is gone. And now I know He holds my future. And life is worth a living just because He lives. He holds my future. Your future is not in the hands of politics. Because Boris Johnson is fighting for his life, including the Chancellor of the Exchequer and his wife. For the party saga, which they thought had left because of Ukraine. 
were putting as put things to bring it back. So your faith must be <laughs> in him. You know, the song, this song comes to my There is no other argument. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. I need no other argument. I need no other plea. It is enough that Jesus died and that he died for me. He said, because he lived, he, he died, he rose, he's still living. Because of that, I can face tomorrow. That's why you can sing that song, Blessed Assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a savior. Blessed assurance, forgive me. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heirs of salvation. Of God. Born of his spirit. Washed in his blood. This is my story. This is my story. Jesus, my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. I'm praising. I'm praising my Savior all the Oh, we don't have any other connection. This is my story. This is my song. I'm praising my Savior In the midst of everything, I've just got to praise him. So the power of his resurrection will show up in the circumstances that I cannot change. So that things will rise again in my life. Jesus demonstrated this even in his earthly ministry. Everywhere he went, sick people got up. He raised Lazarus from the dead. Dead for days. So it doesn't matter what your situation is and my situation is. God can raise that situation again. Everybody scream one more time. I shall rise again. Oh, scream I shall rise again. Say I understand the power of his resurrection and the benefits. Therefore, I shall rise again. My marriage will rise again. 
my business will rise again. My church will rise again. My family will rise again. My health will spring up again. It's all because of the God. Clap your hands, somebody. Clap your hands. It's all because of this day. It's Easter. It's not about Easter bunny or chocolates. This is what it's about. Raised Lazarus from the dead. He was just walking one day and he saw a, a funeral from cottage. A mother, a husband has gone. And now the son too has died. Grown up and then just died. And they were carrying him in the coffin. Jesus saw it. Indignation. Stood and touched. Stopped the procession. People are going to their private procession. He stopped the funeral procession. He said, who is in there? He said, my son. He didn't even pray. He said, get up! Get up! You see, Jesus carried the power, the power. And you carry the same. You, I am, am I speaking to House of Judah? Am I speaking to the leader's factory? If I'm speaking to you, rise up and say, you are speaking to me. You are speaking to me. He's on your inside. He carries the power of the resurrection. He's inside you. You see something that needs to be changed. You stop it in his tracks. You carry the power of his resurrection. He stopped the funeral procession. Praise to life. That same power. That same power lives in Mighty say, let the Holy Ghost do what He wants to do. Something is happening in your life today. Oh, King forever. Jesus Christ, crowned in glory, crowned in glory, raised to life. That same power, that same power, lives in us, mighty Savior. Something is happening in your life now. You may not see it, but it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. It's happening. What you came here with, you are not going back the same. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Say that same power lives in me. Say lives in me. Say the power of his resurrection will be working in my life. I will stop from my processions. I will lay hands on the sick. There's a Jesus Christ, our mighty Savior, sing it, somebody. As you lift him, he will draw all men unto himself. As you lift him, he will draw all men unto himself. As you lift him, your breakthroughs are coming, your healings are coming, your promotions are coming. 
Your restorations are coming. That same power. That same power. Mighty Savior. Somebody say, because he lives, I can face tomorrow with assurance in the name of Jesus. Come on, give Jesus a big clap offering. Because he lives in me, he lives, he lives, he lives. We can face tomorrow. Glory, 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 glory. in a few minutes. Hallelujah. That's the power. You know, when you preach about the resurrection, preach about the name of Jesus, preach about the Holy Ghost, preach about somebody, he, he shows up there. So, let's maintain this atmosphere in our homes everywhere we are. Comes by understanding. Shout it. Through the power of the cross, he took, watch this, he took back the keys of death hell and the grave. Let, look at your name and say, I'm not dying now. Say, I'm not dying now. Say, I will write my will. It's a wise thing to do. But I'm not dying now. He took the power of death, the power of hell, and the power of the grave. He took it. Once and for all. Death he overcame. Once and for all, he overcame your dying prematurely. In this COVID environment, the pro-COVID environment, is those who understand these things and are working in it, who people will be running to and say, we have seen that God is with you. What was the difference between you and us during this environment? The power of his resurrection. And my serving God, and my faith in God. That is the difference. That's the difference. 
He took it. Once and for all. Not to take it back again. He took the power of death. That's why some of you, many things have attacked you and they couldn't kill you. He couldn't kill you. He couldn't kill you. And it's not now going to start. Your clapping must come. It's not now that it's going to start. You have too much to do for God to die now. Just stay busy for God. Bishop Oedipo had this, uh, he had had several times uh, interruptions in the air, engine failure, all those things. And he said, it didn't cross his mind once that he was going to die because, ah, go to Casablanca and preach. He didn't tell me I would die in the air. So why am I thinking death in the air? So he told, told, told the, the air hostess, bring us something to drink. Yeah, bring me something to drink. Some coke or something. Deep and, you see, look. That's why church is important. Understanding, 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 understanding. You come and you keep being pump, 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 pump. You know, because, listen, you don't only eat on Sunday. Eating on Sunday only and coming back next week to eat again is a, it's a, it's, it's a detrimental to your health. That's why I keep feeding, feeding, feeding. So every day you are building faith, building upon faith, upon because trials and challenges come daily. So you must meet the challenges that come daily with daily revelation, daily revelation, daily revelation, daily revelation. Look, have you ever, lift up your head, your handsome faces and beautiful faces. Listen to this. Have you ever seen the Lord, what we call the Lord's Prayer? This is what he said. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us, give us, tomorrow to give us, to next day, daily, give us daily, not give us monthly, not give us weekly. Daily word, daily revelation, daily insight, daily, da- give us, because yesterday's revelation is not enough for today. Yesterday's understanding is not enough for tomorrow. You're clapping, you're clapping, you're clapping. That's why you must be in the word. Give us this day, this day, our our, our this day, our daily bread, daily. Day, that's why we try as much as possible if we can to put things on the WhatsApp platform daily as much as we can. Sometimes it's two days or three days or so. Why? Midweek service, Friday prayer. Saturday lunch hour. You see, look. I heard this. Apparently, yes. Apparently, Billy Graham said, temptation comes to all, but it's those who are idle that fall for all. Temptation comes to all, but it's those who are idle, not doing anything for God, not adding anything to their spiritual life, who fall for all. Temptation comes to all of us. Trials come to everybody. Challenges come to us. But those who fall by the wayside, whether trial, challenge, challenges, temptation, whatever, those are those who are idle. They haven't got anything doing, so they fall for it. So the, the problem is not temptation, trial, challenges, COVID, or recession, or reduction in salary, or interest, recession gone, interest rates gone up. The, the question is, what am I doing daily to be able to fight it and win over them daily? The sun falls on all, the, 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 the wind blows on everybody, the rain falls on everybody. Sinners, saints, everybody. What is it that they are using? What is it that those who are winning are using? That's what we need to go after. <laughs> and it's the word. Is an amen coming? Mm. That's why Jesus said, 
So he stopped the funeral procession, told the boy to get up. And the boy got up and he said, give him something to eat. So when you, we come across certain situations, that's why we are believers. That's why we come to church to be equipped. Then when we get into circumstances and situations and things are not working, the power in us rises and says, stand aside. You go to people's house and somebody's dead. The people who are weeping, you cast them out of the place because their unbelief is too much and their crying is too much for your prayer. You kick them out and raise the dead. They sent for Peter. Peter is you and I. Peter came. Dockers, get up. Talita Kumi, get up. Lazarus, come forth. That's power. And power is generated through prayer. And the word. Church attendance. Service. Tithing. Giving. In his face. Personal. Personal. Look, nobody needs to tell you read your Bible and pray. Look. Is it me alone or you two? You are there. Let me see if I have some cousins. Is it true that it's when we are trying to pray that sleep comes? So it's for everybody. But you need to make up your mind. I won't sleep. That's why I used to tell some of you stand at the top of the bath, bath uh, on the stairs, looking down, and start praying. See whether you fall. Find things that makes you pray. But prayer is your breath. Look, I'm not a doom preacher. But Isaiah 60 and Isaiah 61 says, Look, the times in which we said, Darkness shall cover the earth. And gross darkness shall cover the, the, the population of the earth. But, but, the Spirit of the Lord shall be upon his and His glory shall be seen on His people. There will be a difference between us. And those who don't serve God in these last days. That's why you must make it your personal agenda to be in his face. And get understanding. Get understanding. So you win. You keep winning. Because the church is going to be the one that is looked up to in these last days. Isaiah chapter 2, 1 to 3. Shout a better amen. amen. Listen to Jesus at the beginning round up. Matthew 28. Listen to what Jesus said when he finished his job for us. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. He said, all power is given to me. And who is in us? Oh. When you're in a country, and things are not well, and then your relative comes to power. Where they are driving, the car they drive is the car you will drive. Jesus said, all power is given to me. So, all power is given to your brother, your senior brother, Jesus. All power is, he said, all power is given to me in heaven, on earth, and he said, go ye therefore in this same authority and preach the gospel to people. Same power. Go in this same power. As you are getting understanding in your church services, go in this same power and preach the gospel, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And signs and wonders will follow you as you go. You meet situations, get involved there, say the power of his resurrection is in me. Can I pray for you? Somebody will become a wonder from today. Somebody will become a wonder from today. Somebody will become a wonder from today. <laughs> so, as we close, you can see then that the, this, do, the doctrine, this doctrine of resurrection is one of the most powerful doctrines in the Bible. We are Christians because of the resurrection. Death 
burial. Resurrection is what made all the difference. I mean, if he died and was still in the grave, nothing would change. It's a resurrection that causes the dead and negative things to come back to life. That's the difference. It's a that same, what I like is this. Everybody say, that same spirit. Say, that same spirit. That raised Jesus from the dead. Lives in me. Yeah, for my business, for my career, for my relationship, <laughs> for my academics, for my brains, for my mind. That same power. So I must see the same results that Jesus saw. Who is ready for it? Who is ready for it? Revelation, everybody look at Revelation chapter 1 verse 18. Revelation 1 18. He says, I am he that liveth and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. Not I'm alive to 2024. I'm alive in you forever. I was he that was dead. He's the only person who can say that on this planet. And that's your savior. I am he that was dead. Your business that was dead. Your career that was dead. Your marriage that was dead. Your church that was dead. Your ministry that was dead. I am he that was dead. Now by this understanding, I am alive forevermore. Your church will live, oh. Your ministry will live, oh. Your family will live. Your finances that are battling with the economy, it will live. And he said, Revelation 1.18, the last line says, and I, and I have the keys of hell and of death. So, death comes knocking. Who has the key? Who has the key? And who lives in you? So he can say yes or say no. He is in you. So you can say yes or say no. Look, you die only when you are satisfied and you want to go. Paul said, Jacob, when Jacob was ready to die, get, can I have my book? Death should not take you by surprise. Jacob, when he was ready to die, he, an old man, oh, lifted his leg, old man, lifted his own leg and put it in his bed and told his children everything that would happen to them and then took off. When Jesus finished, he said, it is finished. Until it is finished, don't finish. Pay attention, I'm closing. Until you finish on this earth, don't finish your life. Paul said, when I'm ready to die, I will die. I have fought, he said, I'm ready to go. I have a decision to make between dying or living. But there's more people to preach to, so I will still stay. Then when it was, he was ready to go, he said, I have fought a good fight. I ran the race. Now is my time to go. When you are not ready, you are too, if you are busy serving God, you are not welcoming death. You know, there are some people whom God has given long life, 102, 102, 103, 103 103, 103, 110, if there's 110. And they are actually praying that God will take them, and God is still keeping them. God will keep you fit for his assignment, for your family. I am he that was dead. Hey, and I'm alive forevermore. Hebrews 2, 14 to 16. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the path 
he might destroy him that had the power of death. So Jesus destroyed he who had the power of death. That is the devil. And deliver them who through the fear of death. So, one of the things that the resurrection power does is delivers you from the fear of death. Write that down. It delivers you from the fear. When everybody's thinking death, because of the resurrection power at work in you, you are not afraid of death. He delivered them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham. I close with this. Write this down as we close. Next five minutes. Write this down. The benefit of the resurrection. If Christ is not risen, if Christ is not risen, we are closing. If Christ is not risen, he died in vain. If Christ is not risen, he died in vain. If Christ is not risen, he lied. So just write the points and we are, we are closing. If Christ is not risen, he died in vain. If Christ is not risen right, he lied. When he said, on the third day I'll be raised. He lied to us. Which we know he didn't. If Christ is not risen, then he had no power to save then and cannot save anybody now. He had no power to save and cannot save anyone now. The reason why we can preach to people and tell them to be saved and give their life to Jesus because we believe that he died and he rose from the grave. So we are both, none of you have seen Jesus before. Yet you believe that you are born again. That Jesus has given, you have given your life to Jesus. What kind of faith is that? It's the resurrection that made that possible for you to say, I submit my life to Jesus. And you can feel that he lives inside you. So if he did not, was not raised from the dead, then he lied. He had no power to save. Then, if he did not rise from the grave, then our preaching is a waste of time. Our preaching is a waste of time. If he did not die on the cross and did not rise from the grave, then our faith is foolish. Our faith is foolish. What we have faith in is foolish. To have faith in him. So, if Christ is not risen, he died in vain, he lied, he had no power to save, our preaching is a waste of time, our faith is foolish, all, then all Christians are liars. Yes. All we going around saying we are Christians, then we are, we are liars. Because it's a resurrection that makes the difference. That makes people see we were like this before and we are no longer like that before. It's the death, burial, resurrection that has changed us from crooked people and terrible people and smokers and drunkards to who we are today. Remember the last time when I mentioned I smoked? The children couldn't believe it. I used to smoke. They couldn't believe it. I don't look like somebody who used to smoke or who used to drink. Seriously. You drink and you do, you hit your chest and say, you know, when I look at people who are drinking alcohol, they, I was watching a film and the guy was, both of them were drinking whiskey and they do, they drink and they do their face. You know, why would you drink something that changes your, 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 your facial countenance? They, they do their face and then they hit their chest. It's a hashtag. It's what? It's harsh on the stomach. It's going down. Are you speaking for your experience or, or you are just you read it somewhere? Let's you read it somewhere. 
Let's just say you read it somewhere. Yeah, you read it somewhere. Uh, I hope none of you have plans to do this afternoon. It's Easter Sunday and Monday. May your face remain the same. Amen. Then all Christians are liars, Paula, and your friends. They have a company. If Christ was not raised, then we are lost in our sins. We are are lost in our sins. We have not been forgiven. Then, if Christ did not rise from the grave, listen to this one. (laughs) Our departed loved ones who have died (laughs) are gone forever. Those who think they are they were, those who thought they were going to heaven, they are in hell actually. If Christ did not rise from the grave, that means there is no heaven. And all these things we see about people when they die, we go and say they were these people, they were this kind of people, and by now we know we'll meet in heaven when they are actually probably in hell. If the resurrection did not take place, that means people who we think have gone to heaven is all a lie. So that's what makes this subject crucial. That's what we need to understand it. So, Close to, let me give you two. If the resurrection did not take place, then we are to be pitied. We are, of all people, most miserable. We are to be pitied by the other religions for what we think we believe. And then finally, we have no hope. We have no hope of seeing Jesus again or our beloved ones whom we say have gone to heaven. We have no hope of seeing them again or be raised during the rapture. But thank God, he rose from the grave. Clap. (laughs) Thank God. Because of the resurrection, that when I got saved, the whole campus, the whole school campus, college campus, they had to come and see Hattonwood to know whether is Hattonwood really saved. I mean, the transformation was a 360-degree turnaround. The swearer, the liar, the shouter, the, the everything harassing women on the campus. Unless I don't need it, you understand what I'm saying. I, I don't know whether I hated women for some strange... I'm talking about then. I must have had some issues. Seriously. I mean, unless I don't see a woman. In the classroom, I would disturb everybody. And then at night, I would go and study. And then when the results come, my name is at the top. And I, Oh, I was terrible. Oh, I remember this one. Let me say this one and we'll close. One day, our principal came to the uh, morning devotion, and he said, when I was um, um, uh, interviewing potential students in this college, which is a high institution of tuition in this nation, I interviewed human beings, but it's as if among the students that I interviewed, there is a jackal among them. Because at night, 
I know and I've lived on this campus for many years and I have not heard of jackal's noise across this campus for many years. But among the new students that I have admitted, there must be a jackal among them that makes strange noises at night and at several. Who is that student? My dormitory people knew it was me. I used to cause trouble, then I would hide, and they would catch others. I make that noise, and they will pick it up, and it's all over their place. People used to follow. I initiate things, then they follow me. My friend, Moses Avro, used to do competition. He said, we, said, we will walk naked on this campus where the ladies' dormitories are. And they said, we cannot. We will not. It can never happen. We said, we will do it. Then my friend Moses, who's now a reverend doctor, he took off his clothes and went and walked in the direction of death is The resurrection power changed my life and that of my friend. Don't tell me not to believe in the resurrection. Are you screaming? Are you shouting? Are you believing? That's why I love God the way I do. Who walks naked to the women's dormitory? Walking, dangling everything, showing all your glory. To prove that what you said you would do. That's, we don't do that anymore because of the resurrection. Naked. Jackal, your pastor, was a jackal in college. What strange sound I used to make, I can't even remember now. But the head... The principal heard it. So it must have been real. Now the jackal is a preacher. The one who walked naked on the street is a preacher in the U.S. My best friend. So anyone watching, anyone in the house, you shall rise again. You shall rise again. If God could save us, and many of us in this room, save us and change our situation, the Las Vegas representative. And many of you with your tendency that you have not told us about. That God saved you from. You know, one thing I like about the gospel. It says, while we were yet sinners. Is somebody standing to thank God or something? He didn't wait till we were perfect. <laughs> while we were yet sinners. If you are watching, while you are a sinner, bad sinner. Terrible sinner now. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. There is hope for your future. You shall rise again. <laughs> oh, somebody lift your hands and thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Oh, thank you. You are not born again. You want to give your life to Christ. It doesn't matter how far back you are gone. God is waiting like the prodigal son's father to welcome you to God's family. Family man. We are a family. You want to give your life to Jesus and join God's family. Pray this prayer with me. If you are in the house or outside this walls or watching online, say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross, being buried, and being raised on the third day. Thank God that you are alive. 
forevermore. You were the one that was dead and you are alive forevermore. We ask for forgiveness for all our sins. Cleanse us by your blood of all our sins, our faults, our shortcomings, our mistakes. Cleanse us by your blood. Give us a new beginning. We submit our lives to you. We dedicate our lives to you. Take us, Lord. Use us for your glory. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we thank you for the privilege to be saved. And the privilege to rededicate our lives to Christ. We submit ourselves to your Lordship. Heal us. Deliver us. Restore our wasted years. We shall rise again. Let the power of your resurrection as work in us raise back everything that needs to come back to life. In the name of Jesus. And use us as vessels from this day. To cause people to know they shall rise again. By our revelation and our insight and our testimonies. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. In Jesus name. Now lay your hands on your head. All the diseases we saw on the screen. And those that were not even on the screen that Jesus took care of. Today, by the power of his resurrection, we release that power over your life, over your health, over your mind, over your body, over your spirit, over your family, over your home, over your community, over your children, over your grandchildren, over your businesses, over your career, over your profession. Everything that has to do with you. Just because you live in that neighborhood in which you live, May the Lord cause things that are dead that must come back to life, to rise again just because of you. Like Joseph in Potiphar's house, like Joseph in prison, in the name of Jesus. Let Potiphar see in you God in you and be drawn to you and to want to come to where you serve in the name of Jesus. Receive the spirit of grace from this moment to fire up your love for God and your service for God intensify your love for God and your service for God and your church attendance and your tithing and your prayer life every area of your life may it experience resurrection from this day forward as we have prayed so shall it be receive your healing receive favor receive prosperity receive breakthroughs receive opportunities receive open doors receive the spirit of creativity innovation May you be the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. May God endure you with creative ideas, business ideas, world-creating ideas to use to add value to your church, to the kingdom of God, and to the marketplace. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, as we have decreed, so shall it be. In Jesus' precious name. Give Jesus a big clap offering, everybody. Come on, I think you can do better than that. I believe you can do better than that. Thank you, Jesus. You may be seated. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Who is glad they came to church today? Hallelujah.
Cottonwood Publications presents the Financial Freedom Pack. The four newly released books by the author and prolific writer, Dr. Michael Cottonwood. Titles are 21 Reasons Why No Believer or a Pastor Should Be Poor, How to Get Out of Debt, and Stay Out of Debt, Steps to Becoming Debt-Free, Why Budgeting is Not an Option, and Reasons Why People Walk in Lack. Order your copies today by calling 0208-689-6010 or order online at Amazon.co.uk, www.hasajuda.org. UK or michaelhottonwood.org. Debit or credit card accepted. Secure online payments by Visa card, MasterCard, Charge card, Stored Valued card, Leads card, and PayPal. 